Hi guys, it's Graham here from the podcast. Just before the podcast starts, I just want to let you know what we think. So we really appreciate every single listen that we get and we, we're doing our best. You never ever charge for anything. But we have signed up over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. So there's no subscription. It's a one-time thing. You can do it at your leisure. But basically, if you want, you can gift us the price of a cup of coffee. So if you would buy us a cup of coffee, for, for listening to the podcast it's a way to do it now we would never no not a case we would never but we, we're trying our best never not demonetize but there is running costs obviously there's time there's one to help guys to give up a lot of their free time and stuff they get better mics and better quality stuff and have more time to put out better quality content now listen if you don't want to do that that is more than okay honestly we hope that you just keep enjoying the free content and and just supporting the podcast for your lessons because it really does help. We absolutely love doing it and we appreciate every lesson, every bit of feedback and everything going. So if you want, you'll find the link on our Twitter. It's pinned or on our link tree. It should be in there too. So it's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. Thank you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Andrew, Paul and Lee and hopefully Shane will join us a little bit later on as well. Um, we're going to just talk about our game yesterday against Arsenal and the 1-0 defeat at home. Um, Paul, you, you obviously have the game yourself, mate, and um, just incredibly dire. So I'll just start with you, mate. Arsenal, if, if I felt like watching that, mate. They, they could have really um, turned us over if they wanted to. I mean, 1-0. Um, doesn't tell the full story, I suppose. Uh, obviously, they had one ruled out with VAR as well, mate. But what's your your thoughts watching the game, mate? What's your feelings? I'm just glad it wasn't Man City, <laughs> to be fair, mate. Because yeah. uh, that'd have been four 0 at half time, no problem. Because mm-hmm. um, I think uh, Arsenal were a little bit like us, mate. In terms of, I think they lack a little bit in the striker department. Um, yeah. With Enkethia up front, so yeah, they they just dominated the game. I mean. I know it's it's to be expected, and I think you know they are a top team, whatever. But do you know what? There's just a little bit of me that thinks they're actually not that great. Mm. Um, Declan Rice was brilliant in the midfield, but our lads are just chasing shadows, mate. And they're just not on it um, at all. The midfield, it's not functioning. Mm. Still don't know what Onana offers. I really don't. Mm. Um, Ghana Gay was sort of trying to cover everything across the middle, so it, yeah. Yeah, they're a top team, Arsenal. They really are. They're a good team, but I still don't think we should be dominated like that at home. I'm I'm not having that at all. Um, I, I feel deflated, and I think that reverberated around the ground then, because, to be honest, we all just started chatting amongst ourselves. We weren't really watching the game, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, we just started having a chat, just taking the piss. Um, we were just like kind of having a laugh at the players, and I'm not joking, and if any, any Blues are listening to this thinking, you what? What are you on about? Hmm. You'd have to sort of sit there to understand we were that grim that I was taking my eye off the game plenty of times. I went from outright fumes to just, oh, whatever, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we just started chatting about, you know, taking the piss. Because I think I've said on here loads of times, the, the lads can't pass the ball far, more than five times. And I think I put on the chat a couple of our fellas in front of me. I was saying it in the game and they were saying it and going, I've just counted there, that was six. It was just stupid, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just... Lachlust there. There's 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 no sort of I don't know, if fight's the right word. They, you know, they were running. They weren't doing anything. Yeah. Um it sucked the atmosphere out the ground from the kickoff. 
because we couldn't get the ball from the very first kickoff. Yeah. Um, no penetration, and it kind of felt when we got the ball, there was nothing. There was nothing on offer, nothing on show. And I'm not saying that that's because Arsenal is such a dominant team. It's just the makings of a very shit Everton team. Yeah. Um, terrible fullbacks. Actually, Young's just honestly, you can pinpoint a lot of players, but. I don't know what we offer. Set pieces are abysmal. Um, yeah, passing's terrible. Um, and it sounds like I'm just on a pure down here, but it was—it's just an observation of what the game was. And I'm probably, you know, completely deflating the crowd, and the crowd just went. Then I think the crowd went completely silent. Yeah. Um, after the initial little bit of optimism, um, but stay from kickoff, mate. Like people just literally like lost the will to. Be asked, I think, um, and I think that's what worries me more in terms of the rest of the season now. In terms of, you know, you look at Beto being isolated, some of the fucking substitutions were appalling, um, yeah. which didn't lift the crowd because I was thinking, all right, throw DCL on with Beto now. Let's, it's one nil. It's not, you know, you can get a goal, you can get a jammy goal if you have a go. Um, nothing. He just took Beto off, stuck DCL in. His place, and he just did what Beto was doing, which was yeah. running around chasing shadows. Um, yeah, so if Dice, if this is Dice's sort of like game plan in terms of against the big teams, I'm just thankful it wasn't Man City on this one, mate, because we would have been absolutely destroyed within about 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from inside the ground, deflated, bored, um, uh, lackluster. Mm-hmm. Just boring players that profess to be professional footballers. Well, if that's your personal pride, mate, I'd have just gone through one of the players just just to show something. You know what I mean? That old Roy Keane quote, just to make yourself feel better. Yeah, and I know we used to laugh about, you know, you know, Phil Neville's tackle and all that, but it, it needed something, mate. And these lads just aren't up to that task a little bit. Mm. Um but yeah. They, they they suck the atmosphere out the ground, and that's on the players, that's on Sean Dyche. Um and if they continue on this trajectory, then we are in big trouble. And I'm not bothered if it's five games in. I'm witnessing it in terms of like fans are starting to go now. Well, if they can't be asked, neither can we. Yeah. Um, and I felt that that I felt that big time in the ground on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I for one can't blame. And I, I apologise to any Evertonians who are going to listen and go, "That's not what we want to hear." But yeah, that's my assessment, mate. And I can't blame fans. I really can't. No, we're, we're all Negatonians here, mate, apart from Lee. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get to Lee in a little bit as well because he's he's on the opposite side of the fence here. But, Andrew, I'll come to you next, mate. Um, after the first four games this season, we were 20th in goals, 20th in shock conversion, 20th in big chances missed, and XG performance also 20th as well. So it's um it's pretty grim. And we've not scored more than once in a home game since last October as well. So um, what's your thoughts, mate? Uh, we're nothing if not consistent. I could say that about Daesh. Yeah. Um, I just, about Sunday, like I know a lot of people are going to say, like it's Arsenal, like they were second league last year. Mm. Granted, did we play as well as we possibly could have and we're just not up to the task? No. We played like shit and we were beaten as well. I don't think it's quite fair to say, I mean, what are you going to do? It's Arsenal. Yeah. We did not put our best foot forward. We barely got forward. I think the possession stats like 20%, something like that. Yep. The vaunted press that we had against them last year, his first game, right? Yep. As manager was against a very informed arsenal and we were pressuring with intent, never let them get 
first to the ball, et cetera, et cetera. This one, we just, what's the opposite of a press? Pull? That's what we did. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, much of the day we're saying, like, um, we were combat, compact and tight and stuff, but I, I just think they just couldn't be asked to press and do anything. There wasn't anything there, really. Um, yeah. If you're yeah. going to live and die by the counter, you have to be clinical and effective in that, you know, 42nd moment of play when you have the ball mm-hmm. and we were not that. So at this point it becomes hope as a strategy for yeah. like a corner or something like that, except our corners with Ashley young on them are just a game of catch with the keeper. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all we're doing every time. Yeah. I think it summed it up for me was, was their goal that was disallowed with VAR. Um, Mm-hmm. So he does well to chase it down, but then it kind of rebounds in, into one of the Arsenal players, um, Onana, hoping for an offside. He, he just stops and sticks his hand up, um, and then the, the ball gets played through to Martinelli, and they could have quite easily been one 0 up. Um, but Onana's attitude for that goal was just awful, in my opinion, and that pretty much was reflected throughout the whole of the team. Um, five so... games, four losses, one draw, zero wins, nine goals conceded, and two scored with. One point out of fifteen. Um, Lee, talk to his mate. I know, I know you're trying to be the positive one here, but um, Sean Dice he's now at level with um, the same win percentage as as what Frank Lampard did in his tenure, and um, he's below Rafa Benitez in uh, points earned as well in the time that he's been here. So, Lee, talk to us about the game, mate, and um, you, you feel somewhat different, and you're going to try and be the optimistic one here. So it's not really optimism. It's just a fucking really, really hard party of where Everton Football Club are. Do yeah. I want it that way? No, do a fuck. Mm. Should we be where we are? No, should we fuck? The harsh reality is we're that team now where you normally see the big teams go away and win 3 or 4 nil. Yeah. And all right, yeah, attacking-wise, we were absolutely dreadful. Mm. Defensively, we they had the most possession they've had in a game this season without yeah. the least shots. And yes, I am. But it was a, defensively, it was a solid display. The best move, the, the two best moves ended up in a goal, two goals. One got disallowed hmm. and the other one stood. So it's not all doom and gloom. We came off the back of Sheffield United before the international break. We dominated that game. This is the only, well, only Villa and Arsenal have had more shots in games against us than the opposite. Like, you get me? We've out, outshot everyone. There yeah. is a little bit of positivity there. We're not getting outplayed every game, Villa and Arsenal aside. And for 60 minutes against Doncaster, oh, I attributed that to Michael Keane and Ben Godfrey, <laughs> who we haven't seen in the squad since. So, mm. yeah, I, I'm not as down as all of you, but mm. and maybe I'm just a bit more I'm more acceptance of the fact that this is what we are now as a football club. Yeah. And do I want to be here at the end of the season? No, do a fuck. I want us to move off that table. But the harsh reality is we're the team now that is happy to not get slaughtered at home by the big teams anymore. Yeah. It's just the harsh reality of where we are, mate. And that's where I am. Yeah. So I'm... I agree with you as attacking wise, hundred mm. percent. We were fucking shotting. But the positives were and we've got a new attacking line. There's mm. still a little bit to work with. I give them three games. 
if he doesn't get five points, I'll be with you and I'll I'll throw my hat in as well. But we're yeah. five games into a season. Yes, we've lost a lot of points, but I suppose I'm just clutching the straws, trying yeah. to stay positive. In a week, he'll be the same as us, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not expecting much against Brentford. It's the two home games. He's got to win both of them, basically, for me. Yeah. But I would take a draw against Brentford, a draw against one of the other teams, and then a win. If we're unbeaten in the three games or something, that'll do me. But yeah. Okay. If not, um, I think he might have to go. Yep. Definitely. I'm, I'm at that stage now, to be honest, mate. I really am. Um, yeah, I know you was all out and we were, we were bashing heads on the chat and that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But I was just thinking about it before we came on and I was like, I'm just at the acceptance now. Mm. The acceptance stage of grief, I'm there already. Yeah. See, I'm, t- I'm too stubborn for that, mate. I, I refuse to accept <laughs> it. I really mate, I thought I was the first season. This happened under fucking Benitez and Lampard. Mm. I thought, but nah, mate. Yeah, we haven't got we have at the minute we haven't got nothing going forward. As I say, that forward line's quite young. Mm-hmm. It's well not young in age, but in terms of being at the football club, besides McNeil and Calvert Lewin, mm-hmm. you've got Chiamiti, Dan Juma, and fucking Beto. Yeah, coming in. So yeah, you need to start four weeks time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is one positive um, that I thought was pretty much the only positive, in my opinion, yesterday, um, Paul, and that was Jared Branthwaite. I thought he was absolutely outstanding, and his range of passing is really impressive as well. Yeah, mate, he's, I've got to say, yeah, I, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, he's calm. He's actually got a nice turn of pace on him. Mm. Actually left-footed, which is always nice to look to watch as well. Just gives it that sort of nice balance at the back. Yeah. Um, He's just assured on the ball. He's not afraid to get stuck in as well. And um, yeah, he's just got that little bit of class about him. Um, and I wish some of it would rub off on the rest of the assholes that are around him. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't, I can't in in this modern day of football, mate. You know, you look, you know, you just watch, you know, the the, the game there, Forest and Burnley, and you seen Burnley knocking it round, and they were zipping it from from wing to wing, and. Some really good instincts of play and really like you know going for it. And then Forrest had you know two or three players who were half decent there. And I was looking and comparing. Yeah, I totally agree with what Lee said there. I can't I can't argue with anyone's opinion at the moment because it's just such a mess. Mm. Um, you know, it, there's 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 pros and cons, but we ain't got that zip in our game, mate. And and I'll go back to the sort of the, the first couple of games of the season. Yeah, we did have some chances in that. Yeah, half decent, but we haven't got that zip in our play. That mm. midfield, mate, literally stands still. Yeah, now I know it was kind of two banks of four on Sunday, and it turned out that way with the Corey just trying to plug them gaps where Declan Dice was drifting around. Yeah. But th- there is that that's that nice, crisp passing and, and swift interplay that is that does not exist in that team. No, it doesn't, mate. Unlocking defences, yeah, we did. We missed a lot of chances. We created chances, and but, but the actual play for me from those from those games I've watched, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really exist, and it, it it doesn't really excite. It's more frustration, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the overall depressive state of the club at the moment. But um, yeah, 
Brantwaite stands out like a sore thumb, mate. He, he, yeah. he uses that bit of class, and it's just how long we'll hold on to this kid looking at, at, at the way the, the finances are at the club and stuff like that. The first big bids are coming, probably yeah. see him gone. Um, and then we're really scratching now for players now. And I'll just add this last bit, mate. Probably a lot of press on this Jack Addison coming into this team, <laughs> mate, because he's the last bit of like sort of light at the end of the tunnel where you think, oh, this kid comes in, he's going to do really well, he's going to inject a bit of life into this team. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of pressure coming on this lad's shoulders, I tell you, but uh, I'm going off it a bit, but Brantway, yeah, mate, he's absolute class. He's, he's certainly got touch of the stones about him, and um, I love John Stones, I really did. Yeah. Um, when he had our art and our minds with some of his play, but yeah, he's a class kid. Mm. Cool, calm, and... Uh, Hopefully he'll stay at Everton for many years to come. Um, we'll have to wait and see, mate. But he's a he's a top player. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, Andrew, I want to try and analyse Arsenal's goal. Um, came in a second half, about the 60th minute. Um, so it was a short corner between Odegaard and Saka, I think, and um, he kind of pulled it back to Trossard, and he, and he had a nice finish. But again, it's it's awful defending because they had plenty of time to make that move. Um. I don't know what the hell we were waiting for. Like, we are just sitting there waiting for Christmas. It was abysmal. Um, I don't know how you looked at the situation in general. It was just pathetic, in my opinion. That was the third or fourth short corner back-to-back. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That, to me, is entirely... I mean, like, our defenders are shit, except for Branthwaite, I agree. Tark's yeah. gotten worse. I think Miko's kind of plateaued. I don't think he's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's able to get that much better honestly he's kind of like occupying a weird ukrainian tom davis spot <laughs> for me in my head it's like okay i know what you are great but that to me was a adjustment or tactical or coaching whatever you want to call it failure yeah. that they were clearly trying to make this work and they did because we gave them every opportunity to mm. like yeah it was a class strike no doubt about it Trissard is awesome um there's a great pickup for them but they shouldn't be getting those corners off when it became clear that they weren't even attempting yeah. to get an inswinger outswinger at all. They knew they had us on toast mm. and no problems at all moving the ball around. And even if we did intercept it somehow, they were going to get it back eight seconds later. Yeah. So Dyche needed to tell someone, hey, get up in their faces because they're going for the short corner again. And that one, I believe, was six inch pass it wasn't even like your regular short corner it was like a little dink to each other like okay let's go Mm. horrific adjustment or lack thereof pathetic absolutely pathetic um lee i know it's it's arsenal and that mate but i i hate playing at home like the away team i mean they just turned up and you could have you could you would have thought they were the home team the way they they played the game and again it, it is arsenal but this is not what we come to expect from Everton in a big game. Usually, big games we we put up some fight. You know what I mean? We we just stood there and took it, and it was pathetic. Um, there was no, um, you know, aggressiveness. There's there's no harrying, getting in their faces, anything. There was none of that. Like, you know, we 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 can be hard to beat, and we can be aggressive, and then you could accept losing the game to Arsenal. But in it's the manner in which we got beat, mate, it is just embarrassing for me, which. I can't accept, regardless of who the opposition is. You play like that at home. Um, it's just unforgivable, in my opinion. Yeah, the lack of aggression is what annoyed me as well. Like, as I say, I think we played well defensively. 
considering the talent they've got. And the talent they brought off the bench as well. Well, yeah. the better striker was on the bench, to be fair to Arsenal. Jesus is a better player than Eddie and Ketia. Yeah. In my opinion. So, I don't think we've done all too bad. Mm. Defensively, it was just the aggression and going forward was absolutely shocking. I thought Pranfait was the best player on the pitch as well. Yeah. And he looked, he looked the player in. He's just got to keep his head right. Yeah, definitely. Don't get infested with that. Keep his head in the game and he can, he can go far at him. Mm. And I actually thought Michalenko just hear me out. And, and I do like Michalenko. I think he's a decent defender. I think he's shocking going forward. Mm. But his primary job is to defend. Yeah. So, but it took, was that only his second 90 minutes in the like, last two or three months for Everton? Yeah. He yeah. missed all the pre-season. I like to play a few games for Ukraine as well. Mm. Going up against one of the best wingers in world football, in soccer, which yeah. is a great... And similar to Young, I feel sorry for Young because obviously he's been playing at left back, totally different sides. Yes, it's the same principles, but when you've played there all pre season and the league games, yeah, then and then he playing the club actually Young at left back as well. Yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, which which is when Michelangelo started, didn't he? That was Michelangelo's first start, I think. Yeah, which is why I'm so like with Dice. Um, it's a case of we're planning to play each game as it comes instead of developing our own plan over time um, to hit every team with because it's like, oh, here's Arsenal, here's their danger men. We'll put Young on the right, we'll put Dan Juma on the right, bring McNeil straight back in on the left. But then like you, you might have nullified them, but then you're not actually giving anything to them back. So you, you're basically saying, or, well, our, our primary job is to just try and you know, essentially counter them instead of being like our primary job is to try and get a goal at home. Do you know what I mean? So it's a case of like, as Graham said many times before, reactive instead of being proactive. Yeah. I just don't like that about him. Um, Ashley Young didn't have a, a terrible downfall, did but he should, he should never be there in the first place. Um, Dan Juma, Beto and McNeil, you'd say, do you know what? That's that's not a bad little forward line, but I don't even think they passed it to each other all game because the spacing was all wrong they could they couldn't they just couldn't do it there was no plan there when one of them got the ball the, the others just didn't know where they were running to everything was just on impulse um decore onana and adrissa gay copy and paste in three positions there because they're all the same yesterday um you don't need that many in the same position um just just incredibly shit, honestly it really is like it's it, and it's depressing to watch it it gets worse. The best passer, statistically and by the eye test, was Jordan Pickford. Oh, <laughs> Mathematically speaking, literally, he was the best passer of the game. So when you were talking about Paul, like Jack Harrison coming in, I was like, yeah, that'd be great. How's he getting the ball? And the only way I can think of that happening is like Pickford to Gray, like yeah. what happened last season. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's a shame. It really is. Um, even that is not a plan, like just playing hoofball and hoping for the best and the best part of the game was when Pickford was squaring off the linesman. He, he calling them all kinds because of the uh, offside decision, I think it was. Oh, it was um, who was it that someone? I think it was Inketia that kind of slammed into him, and he he hit him yeah. quite late when he was chasing the ball down. That was a foul all day. Um, but yeah, just just abysmal, absolutely abysmal. And um, I'm already at the dice out camp. I didn't want him in in the beginning. 
and I feel like it's just getting worse. But you know what? You're a point dice, and we can't be surprised when he does dice things. It's as simple as that because this is what you're getting from him. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, but the thing is, like the board are just not going to sack him. We've seen rumors now saying, you know, we, we've no longer got the money to start considering change. Um, although there's other rumors that, um, you know, 777, according to David Ornstein, have just pumped in a, another loan. Um, but again, you know, it's loan after loan after loan. How, how long is it before our luck just runs out? And then, you know, the bailiffs come knocking at the door and say, you know what, we're going to seize the ground because it just can't go out anymore like this. It, it's just awful. Like, and I don't know, everything, it, there's, there's no optimism. I think I seen a tweet yesterday um, and I can't remember who it was by. So forgive me for that. But I think he said something like his, his young lad was saying to him, um, I think his, his lad was 13 or something, and he was saying, don't bother wasting your money, your dad will do something else instead of a weekend. And that's the way it's going. Like, you know, what what kid, what what man, what girl, what, you know, who, who wants to go and watch that? They don't. You're supposed to enjoy uh, John. Where, mate? That right there is Doug Kenwright's legacy. That's it, mate, yeah. That's it. And McGeary's. Can't mm. put all of this on Bill. Oh, yeah. That's their legacy for the football club. Yeah. 13-year-old kids saying he's rather going to do something else. Yeah. Okay, this was Sunday, to be fair, but... It's shocking. Yeah. That's a very good point. Daesh is a symptom, not the disease. Mm. Not that I want the rash that is Daesh, but it wasn't his fault in, to begin with. We yeah. had to hire him because of the ineptitude of the board and the owners. So. Say, this is where we are, boys. Mm. It, it really is. And as I said before, I don't want to be here. Oh, it's fucking depressing. Like the the Everton Football Club, my dad knew the only thing that is the same is the fans. Yeah, a football club is a shadow. And then you look at other clubs. I would I'd say no one has regressed since the Premier League formed in terms of what they were before the Premier League more than Everton. Mm. Like obviously you've seen some of them go right down to League One and that. Yeah. And Bradford, but they weren't established first team like Premier League teams anyway. Yeah. Um we are and we've regressed so much. Mm. Yeah. And this it's awful. It really is bad. And there's another stat here, this the stats for days on Twitter after that game, honestly, and none of them are good. Um Everton's last seven home games, lost three one, lost four one, lost three nil, won one nil, lost one nil, lost one nil, lost one nil. Um it, it just gets worse and, and all seven of them home games have been with Dice as well. Um Shane, glad you could jump in, mate. Um just right there for a sec, John. Okay. Says a lot when the your last three goals were scored being scored, two of them are by Abzali Decordi. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. If he wasn't if he didn't turn into prime Tim Kale last season, we'd have been gone. <laughs> just awful. Um so we lost, the, and this is this this is the fixtures for the home games out of them seven there. So Fulham, Newcastle, Man City, Bournemouth, Fulham, Wolves, Arsenal. Half of them are winnable. So you lose against Fulham, then you play Newcastle, okay, and City. Then you 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 win against Bournemouth, and then you lose against Fulham and Wolves again. Fulham have just done the double over us in in within six months at home at Goodison. It's it's just not good enough. Um, Shane, what's your thoughts, mate, overall, and and on the game yesterday? What did you see? Uh, not much was it really. Same again. It was mm. hard to watch for me anyway. Yeah. Um 
to to I mean, I don't know whether you, I mean we discussed it in the chat whether you call it park the bus, but it was it's definitely ten men behind the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, Beto's you know, as good as he looks and stuff, he's isolated up there on his own. Yeah. Um and then it just looks like it's to me in front of me, it just looks like it's uh hang on till the very end. You know, steal a point or three points, or you're waiting for a corner. Which I think at one point, I think Arsenal had nine corners and we had none because we weren't getting up the pitch to even to get any. Um, and then when it gets to a point where it's like, you know, it, usually for us it's like 60, 70 minutes maybe, like it was against Arsenal. You can see the goal, and then you know, it sort of looked like the end of last season that, you know, we were a team that could come back from being behind or drawing. Um, but, I mean, at the minute now, it's like you look at that team and you and the manager and his decisions that he's making and you think, you know, I don't you, yeah. you, you want to have a go. Where where are we pulling this uh, this goal or two goals from? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the game's sort of done there, even with 25, 20 minutes left to go. And then to you know to put the uh the, you know the cherry on top it was uh he, he took Beto off yeah brought the uh, Carvet Lewin on when I think even at nil nil you know if you're not expecting to win them games obviously the mentality for the manager and the players is different to the fans but yeah you know at least still go for it sort of thing throw them both up front game yeah. it's, it's just a guy who's doing my head in yesterday he could have been brought off. Mm. Um, and then after he's done a like for like swap of strikers, he's then done a like for like in midfielders as well. And then Garner gets put on the right, and then Dan Juber ends up behind the forward, ends up then being on the left because mm. Chimiti come on. Um, I think we we discussed it. I don't think there's a, a forward thinking plan. No, and he's got the same problem as every other manager that we've had in terms of decision making. It's just awful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It it really is bad. Like some of the decisions were just bonkers. Um, we kept seeing rumors like before the game. You know, Calvert Lewin and Beto maybe getting a game together, even if even for ten minutes. You know, you, you're playing at home. Just give everyone a bit of a lift. Just just go for broke because sitting there waiting for the inevitable to happen there, and then when it happens, you're like, oh shit, well, what do we do now? Um, so I don't understand why you just couldn't have threw both of them on. Um. Paul, is there any other positives that you can take from yesterday's game, mate, apart from Brantwaite? Is, is there anything else that you can say? Do you know what? Actually, um, I'm, I'm going to give Dice the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, the positive I've got, mate, is that uh, Lee's having me sit for the next game. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, it's, you know what? It's difficult because, yeah, it is a top top team. You know, they are, they are a good team, Arsenal. But I just feel deflated in terms of, yeah, this is the state of the club. But why can't we come out? You've got that, that badge on your chest, mate. Get yeah. out there in front of that own crowd mm. and get stuck in. Give us something. They give us nothing yesterday. Yeah. Not a thing. And if that was Dice's plan, was to stifle them and you know keep them, keep them away from the goal and stuff like that, all right, yeah, I'll go along with that a little bit. But I need to see something else, mate. I need to see something where you can see the players are actually steaming in and 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 fighting for that. They never did. To me, it just felt like they were in position. They never moved from position. 
when they got the ball, they were too scared to actually make any runs or do any. Yeah. So in terms of any other positives, mate. No, I can't. I can't on that. Um, mm. It was an absolute diabolical game of football to watch from a from a fan's perspective for me. Um, I, yeah, I, I can appreciate we're inferior to a lot of clubs, mate, on the pitch. I get that. We're all realists. We we know this. Mm. Don't fucking expect hundred and fifty million percent when you cross that white line. Yeah. Um, and to lose the fans the way they did, mate, was abysmal. It was. Yeah. Absolutely. That's. I mean, I think Daesh sets it up, and I think in his head he sees like, you know, that Tiananmen Square image of like the person standing in front of the tank. It's really brave and iconic and important, but it really in practice looks more like that guy in Austin Powers in front of the steamroller. Yeah, it's like no, it's a lot more like that to watch. Yeah, he, he thinks he's Churchill, like, after the games as well with his interviews. He's starting to piss me off. Um, some of the stuff he's, he's saying is just backwards, and he's coming out with all these delusions. He said he said we didn't do too bad yesterday, and I'm like, what, what planet are you on here? Like, where are you getting this from? Because we were awful. We, If Arsenal wanted to, they could have, like, went up third, fourth gear. They'd have done us in, like, quite easily. Um, I think, yeah. um, sorry, one other positive for me, and I'm not as big a fan as Michelenko. Okay. Um, yeah, Lee had Lee added on odds on for before the game, saying he's gonna he needs to play him left back and he'll do a job against Saka. Um, yeah, we know his yes, best. To, Go on, lads. Listen, I've been, I, he's one of the players who I've you know probably after Michael Keane that I've sat here and went he is absolutely abysmal. I said he was Burnley level in a four four two. That's where he's playing now. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. He, he, I thought he played well yesterday. He had a few last ditch challenges, a few clearances off the line, I think. And then in terms of like, he was he, he looked quite physical yesterday as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, again, I, I know it's only against Saka. Saka's not the strongest uh, of players, but mm. pace wise and stuff like that, and then positionally, I mean, not to you know, we've seen it with other teams and in international and club level with Saka. Like you know, it, it, you you're coming up against someone who's like Salah at sort of level. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he done really well. But hopefully, you know, he's back from this injury. We keep young away from left back and Michelenko start building from there. Yeah. Um. Obviously, he's only going to get stronger defensively with Dice's manager. But and I don't think you're ever. I don't think we've seen anything thus far, and I don't think you will get anything going forward off him. Um. But with the amount of left wingers we've got, I don't think you're. Uh, you need that, and and McNeil as well coming back in, and he, he was helping up, helping him doubling, doubling up. Sorry, yep. um. So there's a few things, but I've got nothing manager-wise positive. No, like you say, no, when I, it, I, sorry, yeah, I was I, just gonna say, like I, yeah. after the games, you just know, no yeah. matter how bad it's been, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, we should. Because we never got a point there. Like what? Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. He's got to be like that, and you know what? Like, I, I was one of the people who said at the start when we got him out, like, I couldn't wait and stuff. And I was one of the people who watched the podcast and stuff where he was saying, Yeah, um, you know, he was showing out this, uh, his old tactical geniuses of beating Liverpool 1 0. Um, and then when he's going on podcast saying he's not a one trick pony and stuff, and I think it was on Sky Sports when Carragher said to him, uh, 
what do you think of when people say that you you know you basically hoofball and park the bus sort of thing? And he was like, oh, I'm not, not that type of manager. They can say what they want. Yeah. Um, but he is that. Uh, but then even but defensively, I mean, yeah. If you look at some of the score lines where you're saying they're one nils and stuff, it's it's probably better than what it, it probably could have been. But it's still we're still leaking them goals and we're not scoring them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, everything everything Dice promised us, we're not getting. Um, he said, you know, we they'll run, they'll work hard. This that and the other. The only one who runs and works hard at the moment is Beto, and that'll soon wear off. Um. So yeah, it's it's incredibly disappointing. And then he comes out after the game, start chatting waffle, and I'm just I'm just done with it. Like, um, it's pathetic. But we'll move on to some other Everton news as well. So there's some other stuff regarding seven 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 as well. Um, so we've apparently received a sizable loan from seven seven seven, um, worth tens of millions of dollars or pounds, um, for working capital and stadium build, um. So it. Again, David Ornstein is respectable in my opinion. I quite like him, and I don't know. It's just, it's just another loan. And then Paul, you put something in there as well about um, rights and media funding securing a loan against more or less every asset or something. I'm not sure how is, is that right in what I'm saying. Yeah, mate. So it looks as though the they've registered something with Companies House. Basically, they've either extended or renewed the mm. loan that we've got with this rights and media funding. Yeah. Um, so. Yes, saying it it might be something to do with obviously they're just realigning it with seven seven seven's takeover. Obviously, yeah. and that's going through how that's progressing. Um, but the fact that they could be extending the credit, I mean, yes, was actually saying that Mercedes threw another twenty million in. So it comes to show that the actual working capital in the club is zero. There's no cash in the club, and this is basically what they're saying to cover that fifteen million a month. Or fourteen million a month in terms of salaries, the club's struggling to pay this, and this is where I think the conspiracy theories are starting to come a little bit through. Where Mercedes just looking to get out quick and go, look, this is someone else's problem now. Yeah. The stadium build, the overheads, the running costs, the loans, yeah. um, and this seven 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 have sniffed out Everton in terms of these are a club potentially in in, in danger of going to the wall here. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've got. The other the charges haven't we against us for FFP next month, and they're yep. hearing. Um, so yeah, this is worrying times, mate. So it looks as though they're, they're actually realigning these loans, but they're taking more on. Mm. Um, and they're saying now that if that is in terms of this this money from seven seven seven, if that does go through, then we have to repay MSP hundred and forty million, uh, which is what they've given us for the stadium build. Um, yep. So it's yeah, it looks as though this is a uh, this is jumping all over the place. This mate, yeah. this this is more of a worry in terms of than what's going on at the pitch at the moment, mate. Yeah, um, looks like they're struggling to cover day to day freaking mm. costs in terms of just the general wage level. Yeah, not good. Yeah, there's a, a couple of other journalists as well who were quoting seven 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 usually charge around eighteen percent on their loans to other businesses. Um, so wonder what the hell that's going to be for, for Everton. If it's more than eighteen percent, I mean, what what are we going to do? Like, how, how are we going to? Just going to go under at some point. Um, Lee, and I know you're obviously, you know, you, you speak to the S quite often, and and you're obviously um, pretty much up to date with all this kind of stuff on the regular. Um, what's your thoughts on this type of stuff coming out tonight here? I haven't read it at all. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Don't bother me. Don't bother. Honestly, 
Load of shit. <laughs> Honestly, mate. Right. We said a few months ago when it was MSP or 777. I said I wanted MSP. So I'm yeah. not happy with the 777. Mm. Um, it's not even like, obviously, it came out this week that the that Josh Warden's got a criminal record from 20 years ago. Yeah, loads of people yeah. have. Mm. Forget that. It's the shit that they're already in court with in America. And then all these other things. Every club they got a stake in fucking hate them. Yeah. It's just a sad state of affairs. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, uh, I've known for a while. Like, if if anyone who follows the S what follows the his podcasts will know that he's been saying for months and months. There's no cash flow. There's not enough money to cover. Yeah. So it does not surprise me. Let alone. Yeah. And he's he's shuffling the finances and stuff like that. Yeah. As I say, I haven't really looked into it, but. We're fucked, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. That sums it up. Yep. Mate, it's it's depressing with with what's going on on the pitch and then what's going on off the pitch, mate. We are we are the most depressing club in fucking world football. Yeah. Gotta be. Gotta be. And I'm at that level now, mate, even with this board stuff. I'm just like, what's the fucking point anymore? Yeah. It's getting that. It's it is getting that way. Um, at what point as a fan do you just say, do you know what, this isn't good for me no more. Um, I'm just gonna. Uh, do you know what? I'm talking like this now, and obviously I'm got I'm getting the ticket off ball against the Luton game, and I'll be as excited as anyone to be in that ground. Mm. But when we're not on non match days, mate, I've I've just I've switched off a little bit. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Just switched off. Yeah, even that fucking stadium is going to be one of the best fucking stadiums in the fucking championship if this carries on. Yeah, it's just even even if it's not this season, you know, it will if we carry on on this trajectory one year or another, it's going to fucking catch up with us. And we're fucked, mate. We're not coming back up, whether that's this year or next year or the year after. If we don't break this cycle soon, we're gone. Yeah. It's like I'm not coming back anytime soon, mate. I'm just telling you. No, you're right. You're spot on. It's just like maxing out loads of credit cards and then transferring to another one that's got a higher percentage, and you're just you're just doing it year on year. You just like that. It wouldn't surprise me if it like basically if it happens to us going into administration, Mm. because obviously we get a massive point deduction then, and then we're definitely not staying up, especially with the the way we are now. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that would not surprise me if that's the way we go down eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really... You know what, though, lads? Just, just to pipe in there, I, I think we probably all mentioned this before in the past. I think I'm at the point, and I think a lot of Evertonians don't think we're all crazy, or I'm crazy for thinking this, but if we went into administration, mate, and clean sweep this club, took the points deduction, and it paved the way for an owner to come in. We spent a year in the championship <laughs> crazily to take away some of this pain at the moment. <laughs> probably take it, mate. I can't lie. It's it's draining this. Death yeah, after yeah. death after death. Crazy owners coming in from left right fucking centre. Yeah. Yeah. Ken like still sniffing around in the background. Yeah. Even though we don't see him anymore. His fingers are all over this club. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, mate? You can just see him in your mind going, you know, you've had good times. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
you know what? If there was someone who could just say, if that's what it took, administrators came in and went, like, that's it now. Bang, bang, bang. Hmm. It, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking absolutely crazily here and it would mean the end of the club. But something's got to give Lee spot on there. We, it's going to catch up with us soon, this. You yeah. can't keep on like this, mate. We're flirting at relegation every year. Mm. The squad's been cut to nothing, and we can see that on the pitch now, can't we? There's mm. no quality on that pitch. There's no there's no quality whatsoever. Yeah. And then financially, we're in the absolute shite. We've got FFP coming in. Mm. It's something's gonna something's gonna get us soon, mate. And you know, I don't know whether it is putting it in the hands of somebody independent, like an administrator, to go right. That's it. Now with those who are coming in, there's too much debt. You know, these other like murky companies have got their fingers all over it. You know, I've never heard something where, and again, I'm not a businessman, but like this right to media funding where they have a say. So mm. we've handed not not only if we took a loan, they have a major say in how the club operates or how the club's going to go forward in terms of what I'm reading. Yeah, it's because how we owe them money, Paul. Because we owe them money. So Man, it, yeah, yeah but you, you can't blame them because they're trying to protect their assets as much as they can, which is what any business man, woman, you know, that's what they all do. That's mm. why there's a lot of billionaires in the world. Yeah. yeah it's it's sad, simple. isn't it? It's yeah, sad, it's mate. Just, it's the way of the world, mate, isn't it? Uh, and I don't blame rights and media. I really don't. Yeah. They, right they're protecting their money as best mm. they, they see fit. Who are we to judge them? It's just the fact that it affects us maybe getting a better investment firm. Yeah. As owners of Everton. Mm. In my opinion, it, it has stopped it. Because I yeah. think MSP would be the better owner. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Even that, like, you know, why why are we only limited to these two firms? Um one of them wasn't successful, the other one maybe is. Again, you know, it all all roads lead back to one person as to why that is. Um, you know, he's just hanging on until he can cut the ribbon. He wants to be someone, and this is somebody put this on Twitter as well, Paul um, Poggy Mac. He said um, he wants to be the first chairman of Bramley Moor and the last chairman of Goodison Park. Um, that's that's all he wants on his legacy, and that's all he cares about, really. That's but all he's Yeah, that's it, mate. But this uh, right to media funding, um, a mysterious company with no employees, hardly any assets except um, a loan book and £300 million worth of debt and, um, you know, stations in the Bahamas, apparently. It's a load of shit, honestly. We're, we're done, like, we're, we're, at, we're in the mud. Um, apologies for all the fans listening. I mean, why are you still here at this point? Because it's just horrible. So, um, <laughs> appreciate you. I know, I, start, I started off as the only positive one and then I've just... <laughs> yeah. Slowly droops to all level, boys. Yep, it is, it is something, though, so... Apparently, seven 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 have said um, they've informed Everton's fan advisory board um, and the shareholders association that they're going to be um, engaging with them and uh, the wider fan base when the time is right. So, I don't know. Hopefully, they'll get it. This will be in the pudding moment, lads. Yeah, we've heard it all before. Like yep. you know, give them a bit of time. You've got to give them a little, you know, a little bit of a window. Yeah, to put things in place to do that and stuff like that, but. Yep, I believe it when I see you. Mm. And according, I hope I do. Uh, yeah, according to Ornstein as well, um, Josh Wander and his colleagues are satisfied with the work of Sean Dyche and director of football Kevin Thelwell as well. So, 
you know, on and off the field, like we're in the mud. Um, it's just not even fun anymore at this point. What I mean, what point to just say, like, do you know what? Packing it in here because what what can we give them? You can't just keep giving, 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 and not getting anything back, any form of enjoyment. It's just it's it's just on that, John. No, what what like it's the same with them. No, they they probably haven't seen like looked at a lot of salvos worth or seen a lot of dices worth. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Especially not from the inside. Yeah, not from the inside. They've only seen the outside stuff, which is pretty poor. Mm. Or so you got maybe in a few weeks' time they're settled in, got the feet under the table and that, and they just go, do you know what? No. You never know. Machiri done it with Martinez, didn't he? Yeah. He came in. He was there for two months and then he just went, do you know what? Nah, you're not my manager, mate. Off you pop. Yeah. The so... only reason I'd, I'd argue against that all devil's advocate is the fact that every other team that they own is bottom of the league. Mm. Yeah. Hair to Berlin. Hair to Berlin at bottom of Bundesliga too. Severe at the bottom of their league. Mm. Um fucking way bottom and they're not even here yet my head just fell off when I seen something where they'd said that they, they want to get to a point they, they see a market and want to get to a point where they're not selling hot dogs in the ground they're selling insurance insurance yeah yeah, yeah you're picking the wrong it. fucking club if you think you're going to come to Goodison or Bramley Morton be paying out you can't even get a fucking pie after time <laughs> I don't yeah, want to be going to the kiosk to yeah. need insurance Fucking the club needs insurance. <laughs> okay, it's just come fuck... up and go with it. Oh, it was a shit result today, love, but I got a crap deal on the car insurance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just fucking. It's like I don't know. It's the with the the proof of what they're doing with the other clubs. I mean, Sevilla, like European giants, aren't they? And then now, I think I, I was reading that the in the like the window just gone and January coming, they've transfer listed every single player at the club because they can't afford to pay stuff. Yeah. Then I think it was, I think you'll correct me, John. Was it here the Berlin or one of the other clubs they own that the fact they're asking fans to fund for the training ground? Yeah, the Berlin. Yeah. Mm. To be fair to with the here the one though they were like rock bottom when they actually took over with like two months to go. They were basically dead and buried when they. Yeah, they're here to Berlin. Standard, just the other club as well in Belgium. Apparently, their fans aren't happy as well. No, yeah, they were protesting against them the other weekends. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Indeed, get Uh, you a better deal on your premiums. (laughs) Well, let's face it, apart from Sevilla, we're the biggest club we've got. Mm. Well, this this is the only thing you can cling on to, isn't it? Hopefully, we're we're seen as the flagship in the in that in there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're going to focus all their attention on that. Um, you know whether they'll be asset stripping or apparently I've seen something like they just want clubs to live within their means and be self sufficient rather than keep pumping money into it. If that's the case, I can live with that as long as we're not in trouble. Um, because if you're living within your means and you and you're poor, we're going back to the Moyes days, aren't we? No, well, that's what Brighton and Brentford are. Mm. They don't, all right, they go out and splash cash, but only because they sold the player for cash, for major, major cash. Yeah. That's what you want, self-sufficient teams. Liverpool done it. Liverpool have done it really well, really. So Coutinho for 140, or Allison and Van Dijk for 145. Mm. Great business. <laughs> as much <laughs> as it pays me to say it. 
That's mm. a self. That's what self sufficiency is. You you invest in a player, sell them on. Yep, definitely. Mm. If they adopt so the ball approach, I'll be all right. Yeah, we can't even do that now. No, both are for forty million. You're not even going to get that back for him. Yeah. Beto, Beto was what 35. Mm. He's gonna to have to score 20 goals in front to get that back for him. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I will say is a Wobi. I don't know how, but he got 22 million for him with a year left on his contract. Yeah. you know, that that that's in the in the books of when uh, I think it was Brands and he he got over 20 million for Funes Mori. Don't know mm. how he done it, but he, he and when he got money for Joel Robles as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, oh. that, I forgot all about that. that. That'll go missing as well. Won't ever see that. No. I'm trying to pay the wages for August. That's it, mate. Yeah, paying the canteen stuff. Um, what about uh, the Brentford game then, um, Paul? How should we approach the Brentford game and um, how can we get something out of it? Um, <laughs> great question. <laughs> can I take this one? lead off all right the first strategy not in the face second strategy kick him buemo really fucking hard get a red card hopefully it'll be 10 men on 10 men there'll be more space on the pitch maybe we can complete a pass yeah profit quite a winner at the end of the game um (laughs) yeah i I don't know i mean it's it's an away game of course brighton uh, brentford are really good at home as well i think they play some fantastic football it's just a case of how how bad do we want it? Um, you just don't know what to expect. If it's a, if it's a top team, you could say, do you know what? You could see what we're going to do. We're going to try and park the bus just like we did on Sunday, um, and hope to get something. But it's Brentford, so are you still good, having having that approach against them? Are you still in that kind of mindset where like actually Brentford are miles better than us, so we are still going to park the bus? Or do you say it's Brentford? We can actually take the game to them and try and see if we can get something on the counter attack, just like we did against Brighton last season. Um, which which approach would you would you adopt for that game, Shane? Well, I feel like he's at a point where he's got, uh, like as stupid as it might sound, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. If he goes out there and plays the way he has done for the past couple of games, and he doesn't get, I'm not expecting any points from Brentford. But mm. if he does, then it's just to go out and put a four four two out. Mm. I mean, I know I've been saying like he he's a. Uh, you know, one route and, and one dimensional and stuff, but I mean, it's different when you've got, you know, a different calibre of players, even though we're saying that they're not as good as other teams, but compared to his Burnley team, yeah, you know, if you've got throw Beto up front with Harbert Lewin, mm. get McNeil on the left and Jumer on the right, yeah, um, and then I'd, I'd probably have Onana and probably Garner and centre mid, mm. and then just the same back four, maybe Patterson coming in, but then. He's another one who's a liability, but yeah, I think he's just got to go for it. I, I, I was, I was, I was saying yesterday. I'd rather he just went for it and we lost the game, yeah, two nil or two one or something, than to sit there for ninety minutes watching us trying to cling on to nil nil. Yeah, um, I personally, I think we, you know, when I was looking at the fixes, I don't think we'll get anything off Brentford. I don't. I think we'll get knocked out by Villa. Yeah. Um. And then I think it'll be the Luton game. Mm. If he doesn't get a, if he doesn't get three points, not even a draw. If he doesn't get three points, then I I think that's the point. Then yeah. he's met that threshold where we got to with Lampard, which what should have been before the international break, but then he was given till I think it was this was it the Southampton game. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, yeah, I just, I'd, rather, I'd rather see him go for it, personally. Hmm. And if we lose the game 2-0, like you said, Brentford are on paper and I've been the past couple of seasons a better team. Yeah. We've even though like you were saying before about, you know, on seven seven sevens box, like we'll be the, the bigger club that you've got with Sevilla. I think we've got to take a step back and realise that now we're there's literally Sheffield and Luton are the two clubs worse than us. Yeah. Which is why we're gonna struggle coming out of that last relegation spot and then teams like Brighton, Brentford, um, West Ham, Villa, Newcastle and all that, they're all better clubs than us. I'm not saying the bigger clubs, but they're better than us. Yeah. We're on par. If not, I, I wouldn't say that we've got a better squad than Wolves. I wouldn't say we've got a better squad than Luton, mate, honestly. I don't know half their players, so I can't comment. I've never watched them play. Yeah. <laughs> half from Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> Sevilla being a lone bright spot in 777's portfolio is also a bit of a fake out because they're only 15% owners of them. Yeah, that's true. They're that? to yeah. them what MSP would have been to us. It's it's not because of them that mm-hmm. they're doing well. Also, yeah. uh, another tactic for Brentford. Remember in the old Jackass movies where they'd hit each other with the Clippers when they weren't paying attention? <laughs> All right, you get Thomas Frank's luscious locks with one of those, throw them off the rest of the game, guaranteed. Absolutely. Our players need chasing rounds with them, never mind, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's, it's, you just don't know what to do, and you, you just don't know what Everton's going to turn up. We thought we knew what Everton were going to turn up yesterday, and they proved us wrong again. Um, you know, you could say, okay, it's about time Arsenal won at Goodison because they haven't for the last few years, but still, it's it's not about the 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 loss; it's the manner in which you lose. So you just don't know. Are they going to put the effort in against Brentford? Are they going to run? Are they going to close them down? Are they going to you know, force them back and, and pass backwards and stuff. If so, then, you know, we, we can do things. Um, but again, you know, if, if you're just playing one up top, it's going to be tough because you're just playing route one stuff. I don't think I've seen one cross from McNeil to Beto yesterday. I didn't, I don't even think I've seen one at all in the whole of the game. So what's the point of putting them on the field if you're not going to say, just fucking spam the ball? Do you know what I mean? Spam the ball into the box. Um. I don't know. You just don't know, do you? Um, no doubt he'll come out after the game and start talking like Martinez regardless anyway, so it doesn't matter, does it? Um, but, um, Paul, you, you put something in there about the standard Liège and, and this uh, Liège fan um, basically saying 777 isn't good enough. Um, they lie on their ambitions and don't put money into the club, etc., um, amongst other things. So it's, it's, it's worrying, mate, isn't it? Um, how, how do you feel? Like, do, do you feel... Um, you know what? There's a bit of optimism. They could actually be in the Premier League club. We could be the flagship, or do you feel like you know what we could go from bad to worse here? Yeah, that's, that's bad to worse. <laughs> Instantly springs into my mind. I think, mate. So, yeah, you see all the fans, don't you? I think the lads have said already about you know standard Liège fans. I think mm-hmm. the Genoa fans have been up in arms, and um. I just think it well heard the Berlin had a massive protest at the last home game, didn't he? So yeah. yeah, it's not looking good, mate. And if this is a taste of things to come and you know, when things really ramp up in terms of our debt and, and things like that and cost of the new stadium and interest on other loans that we've got and they just basically turn the backs on it. Well mm. yeah, that, that worries me. That really, really worries me. And probably reverts back to me what I said earlier, mate, in terms of how do we get a full clean sweep of this mm. club? Yeah. Right. 
feasibly, what is it that will take this club to reset? Yeah. And, you know, I'm, again, no businessman, don't understand it completely until I've read all these things that come out about our finances. I've never really been that asked. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think if we look at it, I just want to see the back of everyone who's had a hand in the way this club's been run. Mm. I know that's not going to happen, but if there was a way to do it, I'd possibly go down that route now just to clear out the the rot and sort of the disease that's running through this club. Yeah, and there really is, mate. That there's, there's there's murky figures all the way through these little companies that are lending us money. Mm. Um, you know, and a, a lot of people look like the likes of Philip Green and stuff like that who've been behind a lot of these these companies, and that's factual. They've been named so. Yeah, it worries me to death, and obviously, just to be honest, I just want to see Bill Kenwright go ASAP. Um, yeah. I know Machiri's been bad, but you know he has put money in. I think as badly as he's ran it, he has lot of, lost a lot of money. So it's something like seven hundred million. Well, mm. that's a big loss of to anyone, isn't it, in terms of billionaires? Yeah. So, um, absolutely, yeah. fills me full of dread, mate. But I just like to see. If there was any way that we could uh, clean sweep these horrible people from our club, mate. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I just feel though, it, you know, a clean a clean sweep doesn't. Um, I don't think the best we'd get in is a championship situation out of that because if that's the case, that you guarantee a championship position, we might consider it. But I feel like it would be, you know, something else like a Wimbledon or a Sunderland or something like that. You know what I mean? It, and we'd never ever recover. So I think we're all just clinging on to it. You know, it's it's like that. Toxic girlfriend that you used to have, isn't it? You know, nine out of ten, but she's incredibly bad for you and she will ruin your life. But you're still clinging on for dear hope, do you know what I mean? When you've got something there that is a three out of ten, but you know what? Your life would be good. We're just clinging on to shit, aren't we? Because we're horrible. That's what it is. We're just clinging on to something. Um, but yeah. I think the only, the only thing that would save us is a Newcastle or City situation and it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's just Saudis or, or consortiums or whatever coming in and just literally clearing house and then putting in the money they need to. And it's if it hasn't happened by now, I don't think it will. It's yeah. like we are a distressed asset now. Yep. They're not asked about money. Mm. Uh, we, we, you know, the, some of the clubs getting rid of the players that they got rid of to them and we couldn't. We, I think, what did we get? Like 10 or 11 million for Grey. Yep. Um, with the standard liaise as well, if you look at their, their transfer window this August, uh, sorry, this summer, it is like what we've been putting up with for the past couple of years, where it's just free transfers and loans, Yeah, which is, I think, what their fans are complaining about, and one of them come from us as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's depressing. It really is. Um, Just before we wrap it up as well, I, I want to read this. Um. Uh, these thoughts here from ENG on, on Twitter. ENG1878, give him a follow, but he, he's wrote his little personal feelings in, in the notepad and it pretty much sums everyone up, I feel. Um, so he said, um, I find myself this weekend back in a relationship I had with Everton during my late teens. There were far better things to do with my time on weekends and I developed ambivalence towards whatever the result was, good or bad. About 15 years ago, I got right back into it. Regular attendance and now a season ticket holder for 10 plus years. Now I'm drifting again I'm not sure, and I'm not sure I'm alone. Why am I spending thousands each year for nothing but misery? Fussy used to be an escape, a chance to catch up with mates over a beer and look forward to a raucous Goodison, intimidating teams into losing and walking away, satisfied with the effort, if not the result. But what do we have now? Beyond the stunning, shiny new stadium, we're going backwards at an alarming rate. I'm tired of it all. I'm fed up and wondering when do I call it a day? 
Ian, you're not alone, mate. Spot on. Um, I feel like that certainly, and I'm sure a lot of others as well do as well. That's why you got a couple of retweets there. Um, it's dire. It's absolutely dire, and and there's no sign of any positivity. Um, Beto, we we can. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're putting everything on this lad here at the moment because there's nothing else. Jack Harrison, Paul, you mentioned before. I don't know. I don't know what else that we can cling on to, mate, for a bit of positivity. Um, and if we don't start picking up points, I feel like, you know, fans are just going to walk away. Um, it's, it, it is getting worse. And, um, you know, we, we don't like to be too dreary on the podcast, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we, we do it for fun um, and we do it to, you know, to as a way to, to vent our feelings. But we also, you know, like to keep people listening as well. And, and again, eventually people are just going to stop listening if it's this every week. So something needs to change. Um, and, and can't polish it, John. What, mate? You can't polish the turds. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And unfortunately, we can't put the shirts on for them either. Um, and we can't get in, in the club and figure out what's going on. And, and there's only a couple of people who, who do have the power to change that. Um, and they've had enough of a chance and it's in the bin right now. So, yeah, it's um, it's a sad state of affairs, but uh, no doubt we'll keep plugging, we'll keep going. And then we'll be back for the Brentford game and hopefully three points and a bit more positivity. But um, lads, I appreciate your time and your effort and um, enjoy the rest of the evening and I'll catch you soon. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Evan Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com.